With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello! Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening to the doug gottlieb show podcast Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're doing well. Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome, welcome in. Um, I'm still buzzing off last night's game. Still buzzing off last night's game. But I, I want to talk a little bit about this, what feels like a breakup of a couple that never really got together. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was on the shop during Thursday Night Prime broadcast. Here's what he had to say. Are you ready? How, how, I haven't made the decision, and for me, it's like I would like I would like to, to be in a stable environment, get up 6 a.m., leave at 6 p.m., for four weeks and then let's talk about it i've played football for a long time i'm not saying that i couldn't step in and play regular season but i don't see the point i really don't like i would rather play when that pressure's on i'd rather play when the lights is on like i went through the whole playoffs and i was after having my first bad playoff experience like all i was ready for was to clear that off my name 
So, look, here's the deal, okay? The, the Cowboys were all hot to trot on him, or it seemed that way. Then he shows up, and he goes to the basketball game, and the next day we get the, you know, he's not actually going to be ready to play this year. It's more of a two-year deal sort of variety, which we were led to believe, well, OBJ will be really mad about it, and now he's like, well, yeah, I don't really need to play in the regular season. I'm just a playoff guy. It should be pointed out that James Washington, talented wide receiver who uh, was drafted at second round by the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, he just now got healthy, just now got cleared, should play this weekend. I think in, that plays no small part in it, right? They need another wide receiver, and they were probably getting a little frustrated and maybe thought, well, we can bring in OBJ here. But, yeah, that's not the way it works. <laughs> you know? It's not the way it works. Do you want to go to... Roos Chris. I'd love to go to Roos Chris, but I only want to eat the dessert. <laughs> you know, I only cheesecake factory. Let's go. Let's go. We'll go family dinner. I only want to eat dessert. I only want to play in the playoffs. Like, Hey, Hey dude, we, we kind of need you. Like we kind of need you before that. Um, so OBJ can tell us all he wants to tell us about his experience and how he's done it before. And look, he's played football his whole life. But we're, I feel like we're the only ones who talked about this for a couple of months, which is no one's seen him run, and he doesn't want to run for anybody. No one's seen him with pads on, and he don't want to put pads on for anybody. He's not cleared to play. He's not going to play. My guess is the medicals, when they look at it, like, yeah, this is not great. And he's kind of trying to pull a fast one on people who... You know, when Jerry Jones backs away from something that he pretty openly desires, tells you all you need to know. So I I don't, I mean, look, here's Dak Prescott talking about OBJ. Take a listen. I I said it the first time y'all asked me, this is a business. So, I mean, I I leave that to that side of the, um, of the building. And um, obviously, yeah, it would help to have him. Uh, He's a great player. If he can come in and play right now, hundred percent. Yeah, we want him and. Um, but but we've as I said before, I've got a lot of confidence in the guys that we have and where we're going and guys getting their feet back underneath them and, and what we've built upon. So uh, if we get them, hell yeah, it's going to help. And if not, yeah, I mean, I'm confident in what we have and know that we can win. Yeah, it, it wasn't the other side of the building. It wasn't finances. OK, it was it, take a look. When you listen to what Dak said, Dak said, if he can play right away. He can't play right away. Can't play right away. So um, can't can't play right away. Uh, by the way, we have an update on the World Cup. Ilo, you got that World Cup up on your? Um, I have the goal. I, I, yeah, I have the goal. So uh, Argentina was leading the Netherlands in the quarterfinals, two to one. Final seconds of second half stoppage time, literally the tenth minute, and the Netherlands attempted a free kick. Emiliano Martinez dancing just in front of his goal line. Comares rolls it in. It's a goal. The Dutch have scored. The Colin Fox, so they're going to overtime. So both Netherlands goals scored by Vout Veghorst. I actually had some Vout Veghorst once at the Red Lion Tavern and Beer Garden in Silver Lake, by the way. So Argentina and the Netherlands going to overtime, uh, just like Croatia and Brazil earlier today. Vout Veghorst. Vout Veghorst. I find the Vout Veghorst better off the tap than I do from the can. What about you guys? It's <laughs> <laughs> I like Vout Veghorst. <laughs> Sally about about Veghorst. Um, uh, K 
Can I, can I, I actually, I kind of want to divert into a story, which I didn't run by Jay Stu, but I want to run by Jay Stu. You guys ready for it? Have you guys seen this model who like has never met Tom Brady, but said she loved Tom Brady. And then what happens with these websites are that like, I've never heard of. They pop up on your like Instagram and, and Facebook and other stuff is you get like guys that don't know anything about sports going like, uh, does Tom Brady have a new girlfriend? Like, the chick is an Instagram model, which there's other terms for Instagram models, um, who showed up at his football game kind of trolling him, you know, and wants to meet him, professes her true love for a guy she's never met before. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I clearly, we all don't know the real Tom Brady and what Tom is like with his ladies behind the scenes. But my guess is that while Tom is a free man um, to do whatever he would like. The idea that that woman is now his girlfriend, like how have we gotten to that point to where that is somehow accessible news? Your thoughts, Chase, too. Veronica Rajik, as you were talking, I, I had to do a Google image search just for uh, research purposes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, between Tom Brady's personal life and divorce being news, and uh, and now this, um, yeah, it seems to be a little, I guess on the on the uh, what do you call it, borderline newsish, and it's not even borderline news. More page six stuff. It's not even like even page like page six, the the beauty to page six is, like you know these are w- well known people dating one another, rumors, stories about things like that, right? This is somebody who, I mean, it's, it's kind of genius by her. Let me just thrust myself into this Tom Brady story. It'll help, you know, my fo- my followers, and I'll become a, um, what's it called when you're somebody who tells people to buy things? Influencer. Influencer. But, like, who are these people who are covering this like it's a story? And, I- and the, 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 the issue with it is it becomes, like, news on the level of, regular news you're like wait that's not that, that's not that's not accurate right i mean it's not news and these are not credible people so i i just really really struggle with it doug when we were younger when i saw breaking news come on a screen i literally my heart would stop because it was either you know something extremely crazy you know something happened that was like oh my god like you know now breaking news comes on. It's like a dog running on the freeway. <laughs> and, and I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me right now? So your point about that is extremely accurate. And, and back in the day, the breaking news even had this really intense theme song that made your skin crawl. Okay, what disaster has befallen us now? Uh, by the way, we do have Tom Brady's reaction to this story, by the way. Just like we drew it up. <laughs> just like we drew it up. Oh, just like we drew it up there. Well, I don't know if you know the do you, Ilo. Do you know the just like we drew it up thing with with Jay Stu? Uh, no, this is this is news to me. What is it? Just uh, like we drew it up is the uh, is the new thing that people do that's so uncreative and lazy. It basically exposes your lack of imagination. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know when you uh, when you go to a restaurant. I know things are tight with you, Ilo. But once you treat yourself and your family to, to a restaurant. And then you eat all your food, and then the waiter comes around after you've cleaned the plate, and it's been like five minutes, and he's like, "You you obviously hated it." 
and then somebody laughs. It's like the, a way to get a cheap laugh. So on Twitter and in person here, Tom Brady this week and then Sean McVay last night, oh. they walk into the press corps and say, just like we just drew like it up, it huh? Up. And then everyone's going to have their their laugh. That, I, it's annoying. I will say this, guys, and I've, I'm guilty of my fair share of laughing way too loud at a mediocre joke by an athlete or coach, but it just struck me how lo- loud the Tom Brady laughter was. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen to this. Just like we drew it up. <laughs> just like we drew it up. <laughs> oh, my God, Tom with the funnies. Tom, listen, can you open for Chappelle? Because you will clear, truly... Uh, more of the crowd. Yeah, it's it's kind of that's more a sad statement of the media guys than anything else. But Isaac, the the LA reporters are a little bit more a little more focused. Oh. All right, guys, just like we drew it up. Um. <laughs> you're right. You're right. There's a woman in the back that found it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like Sean ah. Sean ah. McVay was. I never uh, heard that one before. <laughs> no, Sean McVay was the opening act while everyone was still eating their dinner, and uh, and, and Brady was the closer. Mm, Brady was the. But it was the closer. Yeah, I just, like, um, I don't know. I understand that Brady has gotten to where he, like, one of his kids' birthday, I think, was yesterday. Um, you know, he he puts, obviously, his family out there and the Facebook stuff. And they were, like, a, they were a, one of the biggest couples in the world. So all of that stuff, I think, was kind of fair game. Plus, it was revolved around his desire to keep playing football, so we were told. But now I'm kind of like, like, chick shows up at a game, takes photos and videos and says, professes her true love for Tom Brady, who she's never met. And now uh, another website takes says, does she have a new boyfriend? Because somebody who is not, is showing her around Tampa. Like, do we think Tom Brady on his day off, on his kid's birthday, is showing some Instagram model Tampa? Right. Doug, do you remember this at a Super Bowl a couple of years couple years ago. So the woman in the wedding Betty, dress. I'm in love with you. Are you really? Can you marry me, please? Wow. Marry I've me, never please, had a proposal. Inez, please, Brady. What's your name first? Hi, Inez. 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 It's a beautiful name, Inez. Marry me. What's... I'm the real Miss Brady. <laughs> <laughs> so has it happened before? Uh, Yes, it's happened before. And I'm sure Tom Brady handled it as well as you can handle it, you know? So I just, where, where are we going? That And, and this is not like, <laughs> like, where are we going? That this is actually something that gets tweeted and retweeted and becomes like on your news feed. You're like, geez, has to be a way to filter some of this stuff better. Has to be a way. Um, so look, the let, let's, let's circle back to the OBJ thing. I, I just like, he's a BSer. It's kind of obvious to everybody. I, I, I'm guessing that Jerry kind of pissed, to be totally honest with you. Because I'm guessing Jerry probably said, hey, listen, we want to bring you in. We'd like to have you. Love to have you. Want to pursue it. But he probably brought him up the idea of like, all right, so when we bring you in, you'll play. And now OBJ's like, I don't really need to play in the regular season. Well, that's good. We don't need, really need to sign you then. <laughs> you know? You're not going to be cleared. They checked out his knee, his lack of ability to say, I'm absolutely positively ready. I can play tomorrow. I need, I want four weeks in a place to feel comfortable. Like, yeah, that's not actually how it works. He's just a BS artist and we fall for it. Just like people fall for the, 
Well, maybe Tom Brady's, she professes her true love for Tom Brady. So maybe Tom Brady's in it. Like, you really think Tom Brady needs to, needs that? I think he'll do okay for himself. I don't know. It just, a look, all you need to know about OBJ is the Rams have wanted, have wanted to sign him since he got hurt. And we were told it was about money for a long time. He didn't think he was getting the respect. And then he, he does this song and a dance about teams that he's going to go visit. He goes and visits the Giants. They don't offer him a deal. He goes and visits the Cowboys, and it comes out that his knee is not right. He ain't going to be ready this year, and they don't offer him a deal, or we don't know of them offer him a deal. Now he's like, you know, I don't really want to play the regular season. What's the point? Well, the point is, like, you got to kind of play and live bullets, and you're coming off an ACL. Like, not going to be good. Ah, I've been playing long enough. BS artist, right? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we are paying some amount of attention to Argentina and Netherlands in overtime. Uh, they used to, when do they do away with the golden goal? When did they go away with the golden goal? Ilo, do you know when they did away with the golden goal? What am I, Google? Uh, I, I want to say it was around the range of 2006 because the 2010 uh, World Cup final between the Netherlands and Spain went to extra time and they went the full time. So it was sometime in the decade of the 2000s. All right, fair, fair enough. Um, let's, uh, let's get to Brandon Whedon, who joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Baker Mayfield, two days with our boy Z-Rob, Zach Robinson, to prepare for not just a game, but for the two-minute drill. As a guy who has switched teams and had to learn playbooks, how impressive is what you saw last night? I mean, I, I can't tell you how hard that is and how impressed I was. Um, I mean... And not only going from any system, but going to a Sean McVay system, which I think on the broadcast, they, um, I think John Wolford gave an example of what a play sounds like. I mean, it's very, very terminology-driven. Um, and then you have to learn the whole operation of a two-minute drill to go down and win a game in primetime. And that, what he did was unbelievable. I mean, he's, you know, his back's up against the wall like it's been for the last couple of years, and he's, he uh, got an opportunity there to go prove some people wrong. And, and what he I mean, two days. I mean, I was in Houston for – Oh, I think eight days, and I, I mean, I, my head was spinning so fast I wasn't sure I could see straight uh, when I had to get thrown in the Indianapolis game. Fortunately, I went out and I played well. But um, now, what Baker did um, on you know two days of learning basically a different language, I mean that, <laughs> I mean, incredible, man. I mean, it really is. People just I, I can't even put into words how difficult that is to go from one system to another um, and be thrown in there like that. It's hats off, man. No. Oh, okay, so help 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 us out. By the way, there was a little Jace dude, did you notice a little bit of the humble brag in there? I mean it's okay. You did it. You accomplished it. But you did the Jay, did you notice the humble brag there where he's like, you know, seven days I I mean I struggled but I did it. Nah, I played great. Definitely, indie. yeah. Indie. But there was a little there was a little, I mean, little humble brag. I've been in his shoes before, not quite two days, but I, Which is why I wanted to have you on. Okay. So okay. So let let's when you went to Houston, that was coming from Dallas or were you coming from your couch? Uh, no, I was going to come from Dallas. Okay. So, um, what day of the week did you know you were going to Houston? Um, I went on a, let me think here, it was on a Tuesday, uh, and I got picked up the same day. Um, so I got to Houston on Wednesday, um, didn't play the first game. We played the Jets. I remember that. And then, uh, the next week we go to Indy and, uh, was playing behind TJ Yates and he tore his ACL in the, Start of the second quarter, if I remember right. So I had to play pretty much the entire second quarter on. And, uh, I mean, it was, yeah. You know, again, fortunately I had a little more time. But, yeah, it was it was still tough. Okay. So you're per- this is the perfect example. Because also head coach was a offensive coordinator, quarterback guy as well. So you, you got to help us out with this. So let's, okay. You get picked up on a Wednesday, right? You get the playbook right away. Do they wait until you sign that they give you the playbook? How, do, how does it actually work? 
No, they met me. I mean, I, I flew in. Went, they picked me up in, in a car, went over, and uh, I went straight to the hotel. It was, it was at night, and quarterback's coach uh, actually met me at the hotel with the playbook. We talked about uh, just the basics, you know, basically just the, the basic operation. I mean, snap count, um, you know. Which is what, okay, so, so again, we, t- for, for people who we don't know what these, we don't know that snap counts are different team to team. <laughs> uh, did you guys yeah. know that? None of these guys knew that as well. Okay, okay, so what was different about the snap count in Houston to the snap count in Dallas? Um, so, I mean, when everybody has, like, we're going on one. That's, you know, whatever color you want. Green 18, green 18, said hot. You know, some teams have a live color. Like, when I was in Houston, uh, Tom Brady always uses green 18. So, in Houston, when uh, Bill O'Brien came over, he wanted us to use green 18. So, green 18, green 18, said hot's on one. And then you've got black, which is like the hard count. So it's like, you know, black 80, black 88, black 80, said hot, da, da, da. So it's like a on three, kind of when you're backed up on the goal line. Yeah. Um, you've got. So that's not called the huddle. Got- that's not called the huddle. That's called when you're actually calling the snap count. If you're reading them and you think, okay, I want to draw them off sides, you just start calling black 80 and everybody no, knows. Start- no, that starts in the huddle. You call that in the huddle. You call that in the huddle. So, like, you get in the huddle. You know, where it gets tricky is in the huddle, you know, whatever the play is, let's go on one, on one, ready, break. You walk to the line of scrimmage, and let's say, like, they're out of position, okay? Then you have an opportunity to snap the ball, like, I want it now. Like, give me the ball. So that could be, like, hurry, hurry, said hut, or uh, turbo, said hut. There's, so some teams use turbo. Some teams use uh, hurry, hurry. Some teams you yell. Um, I'm trying to go with you in, in Houston. Um, Alpha Blue Go, which is. Give me the ball fast. Um, so what? every team's got it. Yeah, alpha blue go, alpha blue go, which would be yeah. like the, the center could be mid sentence talking to the line. If he hears alpha blue go, that ball's coming. Yeah, just because the quarterback's like, okay, I want it, I want it now. Or you know, sometimes you get up and the defensive line's not situated. We're running the ball left to a three man side, and it's like they're not even lined up. That will linebacker turned around looking at the safety. Boom! Let's snap it. Come off the ball. Hit him in the mouth. You know, get on them before they can before they get lined up. So there's, I mean, I think there's a dozen, twelve to fifteen different ways you, just to get the ball snapped. And that, again, it's it's harder. It's hard to explain. I mean, without no, you're you're, you know, you're actually doing a great job. Like, don't don't undersell what you're explaining to us. I had no idea. Did you guys have any? Chase, dude, you have any idea about that? No clue at all. This None. is good stuff. Nobody. I've never heard this discussed in the history of national radio that the color coordinates with the snap count that it started. Cause I, I think we all, we just all thought like you're in the huddle. It's on two. It's on two. Or if it's going to be a hard count, you go, all right, fellas, hard count here. Okay. On three on Jimmy, don't you jump. And everybody gets on to Jimmy. Cause Jimmy always jumps, right? That's what we always think. We don't think of these. Okay. So first thing you do, you go over snap count. Then what's the next thing that you have to have to do to kind of to, to start the difference in language of system barriers. Um, Honestly, formations. I mean, formations change. I mean, you know, there's only so many formations you can get in. Um, so it's deciphering, okay, this is a two-by-two. Two. You know, when I was in Dallas, we called it double right. When I was in um, Houston, we called it flank right. You know, so it's the same formation as far as where the Y is, where the X right. is, where the Z is, where the F is. But you have to know it's it just the, the terminology changes. So formations are tough because – Okay, you're in the two by two. You're in, in flank right or double right. You got to know that there's a motion. Okay, that's motion. He's in a motion across to a three by one. So you got to got to be able to take everything you've learned for however long you've been playing in one system, and then kind of just basically 
flip it in your mind and, and forget the old work, you know, verbiage and, and move on. So formations are formations are tough. You know, for quarterbacks and receivers, those are that's that's kind of where the offense starts. You know how to get lined up. The quarterback knows where everybody's supposed to be lined up. You know, at least you can get a player in. And I mean, there's a million formations. There's a ton. I mean, different variations. There's game plan formation. That's that's tough. Um, so we went over that. Then we went over some personnel. You know, I mean, I knew obviously I knew DeAndre Hopkins. I knew a lot of the players there, but um, kind of talked about some personnel. Um, and then basically he gave me gave me the playbook and said, "All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to your room, uh, come back, write out." You know, give us ten runs that you're familiar with that you ran other places. Give me uh, ten passes. You know, just drop back passes that you're familiar with route concept wise, um, and then give me, you know, maybe five play action passes that you've ran that you feel good about. That you think that you know we can run against any different coverage. Um, and that was basically my first week uh, as the backup. That was my first. That was my that was my call sheet. So we're going to find different ways to run those plays I'm familiar with that. I had familiarity at the place I was before in Dallas. So it's it's a lot, man. I mean, it the amount of time that he had to spend, I mean, he probably didn't get much sleep. And he's up, and, and Z-Rob's probably right there in his ear helping him. Um, it's just – I made the comment, I think, when I got to Houston, because their, their system is so unique. There's only a couple teams. You know, New England, um, probably, I would assume. Yeah, I know the Raiders do, because I heard them – uh, her car yelling out some mic points yes last night. So they're running the same system that Brady, Belichick, and then Bill O'Brien ran in Houston. So that's a kind of a unique system that they call their formations. They don't even make sense. I mean, there's like when the tight ends to the right on the line of scrimmage, it's called zero. I've never had a never had a number in a formation. That just that always blew my mind. I was always in a in a protection. So um, but anyway, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's just the learning curve is steep, man. It's um, a lot of people. Take it for granted, but man, when you go to a new place, it's it's um, you know it's, so, it's hard. So, I will say, I will say this. You know, uh, when I was in Dallas, that system was the same system that Troy Aikman and all those guys ran. It's called the the uh, the digit system. So that is known for being very receiver um, friendly. So you can line up, you know, whatever uh, gun trips right, and then each you'll go like uh, deep eight twenty six. The deep eight, you start left to right. Deep eight, the the, uh, the number two receiver, which is usually a tight end, will have the the deep two, and then the backside will have a have a dig. So that's your that's a very common play, um, but it tells the the number tells each player what to do. So and those guys don't need much time to come and do their system. They they kind of have an idea. If I can just get lined up, my number tells me what my route is. So it's a very very easy system to learn. Brandon Whedon, join us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so when you when you get in for Yates tears his ACL, and I think you were still it was still the same rules as now, right? Where you can, they can talk to you till the fifteen second cutoff, right? Yep. Who was 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 Bill O'Brien in your ear? Who was in your ear? Uh, George Gotzi. Okay, so George Gotzi's it in your ear. Um, is he is he telling you the play and then talking you through what you're going to see? Like what what is the what is what does the communication actually sound like? Yeah. So. Yes, he would. So he would, uh, you know, give me the play. If it was an alert, let's say we had a, a run to the right um, and we wanted to alert it to the left versus some look that has going on. If the safety was down and we didn't have numbers, we're going to alert it and run it weak. Um, so he basically saw two run plays at one time. So he would call the play, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, it's been, so, it's been five years, four years since I've been in that system. So it was like, hey, let's go uh, freeze 36 boss, alert 35 jet. Okay, so then 
he says, all right, Brandon, look, hey, if that safety's down over there, remember, we were on this week. You got it. We're good. That's it. So, like, he's talking to me as I'm kind of walking the line of scrimmage, just giving me, like, basically, they give us tips and reminders uh, every Friday or Saturday morning. And uh, so, basically, he would just kind of give me this real quick tidbit, like, hey, right here, for single high, we want to we want to work this side. For two deep, we want to work this side. You know, just real quick, simple, just bullet point reminders uh, to kind of just help help me uh, help me function. And it was it worked out. I mean, I it, uh, how do you, you know, if I, if I, if how do you, we, we also I, I will say that this is pretty important. Last night you noticed he was using a wristband. Um, you know, and some guys hate wearing wristbands. When I was in Houston, I mean, I had to. I'm not sure I could have played without one. So that helps from a terminology standpoint. He's not having to read the entire play. He's like, "Hey, Brian, get on, but let's go. Uh, let's go wristband 64." And you get on there and you read wristband. Uh, you read wristband 64, and you go. So there's no screwing up the the huddle, which is that's a huge relief for a guy that hadn't been in the system for very long. Yeah, but then he's got to explain to you what that play is that you just kind of you just read, read in. Um, okay, so what about two minute drill? Because I, I talked to a GM earlier today. And he was like, the most impressive thing is two minute. I don't know how you do two minute. But my thing was with, with two minute, can't they talk to you? Because the, the play clock isn't down to 15, can't they talk to you the whole time? What, what's two minute like? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I would assume that they went in there and, you know, kind of limited their formations and, and just kind of ran their ran their, their, pack, their base package. You know, I mean, the, the plays that he ran, I mean, I didn't, I don't, I didn't study it or anything. But, you know, it was, it was a – you know, a shot. I think he threw a shot to the right. He made a great catch, and then they took a, obviously took a shot at the end, which I have no idea why the Raiders were in uh, man-to-man coverage, single high. It was pretty stupid. But what, what, uh, I mean, how how that that feels like a fireable offense, right? I don't want anybody to be fired, right? I I, I got, but like I, I'm I went to the game. There's 15 seconds to go. There's no timeouts on the 23 yard line. Again, I'm just a, I'm just a basketball analyst and 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 ra- national radio host. Okay, I do not profess to have any close anywhere close to the level of. But basically, like, shouldn't you play really three high? Keep a zone. Keep everything in front. Tackle the guy in bounds. And the game you might they might not even get a second playoff. This is kind yeah, of basic f- stuff. 15 seconds. I mean. Our number was always 16, so you're cutting it close. But yeah, I mean, play outside leverage, funnel everything in the middle, play, play like a, a pre-Tampa two. You got two deep safeties with the Mike already ran, basically as the as the middle third. Yeah, so three deep essentially, three true deep, not cover three, but um, yeah, <laughs> keep outside leverage, keep everything in bounds. I, I, I mean, Baker's probably he needs to write that defensive coordinator. A handwritten note telling thank you. That was like that was a gift. But no, the two minute drill is. I mean, that's that's hard. I mean, yeah, I know Sean McVay can can talk to him the whole time. Which a lot of quarterbacks. I always hated when guys were like, if I'm at the line of scrimmage, I didn't like when coaches were like talking to me, talking to me. Yeah. Um, you know, because you got so much crap going on up there. But um, but I'm sure you know Sean would talk him through. Hey, you got you know this combination to the right. You know, this is your smash combination. You're working. You know, two scenes on this side or whatever it may be, just to kind of give them. Again, those reminders. But, yeah, doing a two-minute drill, being there two days, um, just the operation again. I mean, everybody talks about the plays and throws, but just just functioning as far as getting the line of scrimmage, getting the ball snapped, understanding the, me- the mechanics to get a ball snapped. I mean, there's – I mean, shoot, we spend the first two full days just on shifts, motions, uh, mechanics, changing up uh, snap counts. You know, it's – it's not easy to do. So, yeah, my hat's off to Baker Mayfield. That was – it was awesome. I was, I'm happy for him, man. He's, he's a battle from adversity, and 
he was able to shut some people up a while. That was it was a lot of fun to watch. We're going to see Tua versus Herbert this weekend. Um, Herbert does not have a great defense, and the offensive line is. It looks like Mike Williams not on the injury report. So it looks like he'll 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 play. Um, if you had to pick between one of the two, is it even a discussion, Tua, as opposed to Herbert? Oh, I mean, right now I would say you know he's got the upper hand just because he's he's got a full full game of players. I mean. You know, the Chargers are just they've been beat up, man. I mean, uh, the receiving core's been beat up. Defense's been beat up. They're just, as a team, they've battled that injury bug. I mean, I think Tua's playing at a very high level. He didn't have his best game last week. He didn't play awful, but he didn't have his best game last week against an unbelievable 49ers defense. But, I mean, yeah, right now I'd probably, I'd probably give the upper hand to Tua. I just think the speed and the weapons he has at his disposal are, I mean, that's a, that's a huge luxury, and he's taking advantage of it. He's... He's throwing the ball well. You can tell he's seeing everything, seeing everything. You know, pre-snap, post-snap, extremely well. Uh, he's throwing the ball accurately. He's throwing the ball accurately downfield. You know, letting those guys run and and uh, giving them a chance. But I mean, Herbert's Herbert's played some pretty good football. Brandon Whedon joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Doug will be joining us momentarily so that we can keep you updated on the quarterfinals at the World Cup. Argentina and the Netherlands have gone to a penalty kick shootout, so it's our second penalty kick shootout of the day. So we're going to get the gambler going on with Doug in just a moment. Uh, The Netherlands attempted their first penalty kick, and Argentina made the save. And Argentina's turn right now. They roll in a goal. It was Lionel Messi gesturing at the fans right now. So Argentina has a 1-0 lead in the penalty kick shootout there. So we will keep you updated with that, what's going on at the World Cup quarterfinals right now. And uh, while we wait for Doug to rejoin us, we can give you a couple of uh, just-breaking NFL injury updates. Isaac, how how familiar are you with the uh, the rules of the penalty kick? You follow this sport pretty close? Yeah, if it goes across the goal line, it's a goal. And oh, if it really? doesn't, okay, it's well, that's, not a that's goal. News to and me. whoever okay. has the most uh, wins. What's the strategy, though? It it just seems like so much is on the line, and you wait f- four years, and you put so much sweat and blood and tears into this that for your final game in a semi or a quarterfinal to come down to seemingly a coin flip, I mean, these goalies are just guessing, correct? Yes. You're, and, and you know what? You are absolutely 100% right on. It is the exact equivalent of putting blood, sweat, and tears in for four years. And remember, it was 120 minutes to begin with. Then there was 10 minutes of second-half stoppage time, and it's essentially coming down to a coin flip. Speaking of flipping, let's flip it over to you, Doug. All right, let's get to the gambler, which will also have our 5-for-5 in it. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, from live from the Tyrac.com studios. Uh, Ilo has showed off his singing skills before. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give my five for five, five pro picks in a second. We're going to go around the room, and you guys make your, your, uh, your gambler picks, and then we sing. Everybody got it? Good. Yes. Uh, I need the Jay Stu team parlay because that's really what the people want. That's what they wait for. No, that I get a lot of that on Twitter. Yeah, uh, I, I do too. What's the Jay Stu team parlay this week? Now, uh, the Lions are plus one and a half this weekend. That's the first team you need to take. They're hosting the Vikings. Um, and oh wait, hold on a second. Yeah, uh, they're hosting the Vikings. But they're well, getting, they're giving points. They're laying points. Yeah, it's oh split, no, it's they were they were dogs. Now they're favorites. See, this is a great start to the J Stu team parlay. So uh, Lions are laying points. They're playing well. They're a great story. Uh, the Vikings are random. So put the Lions in your first team in the J Stu team parlay. Okay. Now you need a second team. I like the Bengals oh. minus five and a half at home against the Browns. And I got, I have a message for Browns fans. Brian Sipe is not walking through that door. Um, I see this as kind of an easy role for the Bengals as Deshaun Watson still trying to feel it out, trying to massage uh, his relationship with his uh, head coach. Okay. Lions to the Bengals, the Jay Stu team parlay. 
Uh, all right. What about you there, uh, John Ramos? Well, you know what? I love a game here. And even though Lamar Jackson is not playing, the Ravens are dogs by two points to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. But I don't know. I just have the feeling it's that Baker Mayfield feeling that Huntley will come in there and do the job. I'll take the Ravens not only to uh, cover, but also to win that game against the Steelers. Have you seen the over-under in that one is 36 and a half. I can't remember an NFL game being that's that low. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not taking that. I'm t- <laughs> but that seems awfully low. I'm not going to touch that one, but yeah. Uh, Ilo? I hate to pile on the Broncos here, but uh, Chiefs only nine-point favorites against the Broncos, even though it is at Denver. I'm taking Kansas City all the way. Yeah, the, the only thing about Kansas City is they let everybody kind of hang in, right? Um, uh, I have some thoughts on, on that pick as well. I like the Giants, who are getting seven and a half at home against the Eagles. Uh, I would take the Giants. So here, here's my picks. Chiefs, Broncos, I'm taking the under on that one. 44. Mostly because the Broncos have a good defense, can't score. Uh, I also like the uh, under in the Dolphins, Chargers. That's 52 and a half points. The way to beat the Chargers is to run the football. They're going to run the football a ton. And uh, I think that that shortens the game. I'm taking the under on the Dolphins, Chargers. Giants at home, getting seven and a half. Niners at home, laying three and a half. I understand you got a rookie quarterback versus the oldest quarterback in the league, but it ain't about the quarterbacks. It's about everything else. The, the Buccaneers are a disaster. And the Niners are a really good, talented football team that needs semi-decent quarterback play. And then I like the Bills over uh, the, the Jets. I think Mike White, that it struck midnight last weekend, got exposed. Now you go into Buffalo. Buffalo is now in championship mode. I think they throttle the Jets. So give me the, give me the Buffalo Bills. Let's sing it. Oh, man. We, that's the end of it? That's, that's it. All right. Have a great weekend. Check out the In the Bonus podcast. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.